Welcome to the Mind and Matter podcast, where we talk about the issues that matter and how transforming your mind can change the world around you. There'll be no peace. There'll be no peace. There'll be no peace. Until there's justice. Until there's justice. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. So the conversation you're about to listen to was extremely good, but it's extremely long. So we've split it into two podcasts. The first one is simply the gospel and race, a history. The second one is the gospel and race, the future. Uh, all right, here we are, Jeremy. Hey, hey, hey. This is episode three, I believe. Episode three. Dang. Jeremy, how are you doing today? I am actually doing great. It is a nice, warm sunny day mm-hmm. in san diego amen hallelujah amen we just had chick-fil-a before this we're we living did life we're doing really we good ate the exact same thing spicy chicken sandwich deluxe it's great the best the best the best of the best okay jeremy for today's introduction before yes. we get into the real stuff i have a fun little game for us to play let's play what are you it? ready yeah okay so here's what's gonna happen i am going to list off and you are gonna list off five different things that pertain to our generations so you're going to talk about things that have to do with your life your generation from your era i'm going to name five things from my generation my era okay and then what we're going to do is you have to try and associate something with whatever i say and then vice versa so if i say a song title you have to either associate like oh i know who sings that song okay. or a couple lyrics and then whatever you name okay. i have to do the same thing so like if i said the word netscape you would have to <laughs> yeah. Like, you'd yes. have to be like, oh, that was like an internet browser right. from the 90s. Right. Okay, And gotcha. it can be okay. super, like, it doesn't yeah. have to be super detailed. Just give me something that shows okay. that you know it. Okay. Okay. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I think you should go first. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, super, super softball because it's actually been brought back up here recently. Okay. Um, if I said the word flu game, flu game. Flu game? Like flu, like I have the flu, flu game. Do you know like that? Because that's totally from my era. Okay, if I had to guess, it yeah. has to do something with sports. It does have to do with sports. You know how I know that? Okay, uh, wait. Because the word game. No, so, no, no, yeah. no, no. I don't want to tell you why, but okay, it has to do something with sports. It has to do with basketball. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna tell you why I know that. Okay, why do you? Because know? at staff meeting, somebody had a had a mask that had that on there, didn't they? Did they? Yeah. Oh, uh, probably, probably. I think maybe yeah, Will or somebody like that. Okay, yeah, so flu game refers to Michael Jordan in the NBA Finals in the 90s. Had a game where, at the time, everyone thought he had the flu. We come to find out later it was food poisoning. Ah. But he had the flu, should not have been playing that game at all, but goes out in, in typical Michael Jordan fashion. Wow. Has an amazing game at the highest, you know, NBA Finals, highest point of stage of, of basketball. Still dominates everybody. All while like being like violently sick. Wow! And so people like people would start saying, "Oh, the flu game, the flu game." Okay, okay. okay. All right, uh, yours. Give me one. That was good. I like that one. Okay, ready? Ready. (laughs) Little baby. Little baby. (laughs) And we're not referring to a small child that's just been born. No. Oh gosh, this. I'm assuming this has something to do with music. Okay. Is this uh, an artist? It is. Okay. Yeah, that was good. It uh, is a rap artist. Okay. Yeah. What What would be the song that would be like most? Known I'm I'm going her? on Spotify because I actually don't know. But okay. I, his top five, number okay. one coming in hot, the bigger picture. 
Okay, I'm so bad with music anyway. Yeah, yeah honestly, I... me too. But he's got like 32 million listens on that song, so okay, it's incredible. Okay, not bad, not bad. Okay, all right, good job. Your turn. Um, all right, Chandler Bing. Friends. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I've never seen an episode of Friends. Oh, well done. Well yeah. done. Okay, so that's so in the in the general lexicon of and that's definitely culture. made a comeback like people love friends like gen z oh, yeah. is obsessed ne- with friends. netflix paid uh netflix paid something like a hundred million dollars to be able to host it for like 18 months before wow. it went over to hbo or HBO, whatever yeah, yeah. absolutely Dang. okay well done well done Your okay turn. this is a song title i'm not gonna tell you who it's by okay the song is called intentions 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 man this... i can even hum a little bit for okay you. go ahead Wait, I'm trying to think what the lyrics are. Picture perfect, you don't need no filter. Make him drop dead, you a killer. Shall we? Okay. <laughs> this is going to be the thing where everyone laughs at me. Because I'm just going to have to randomly guess. I have no okay, idea. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Drake. No, okay. no, no. Oh. Not even close. Well, no, not close. Okay. No. Uh, Justin Bieber. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. Good all try, right. though. Okay, your all turn. Right. All right, okay. Let's see if you can catch it. Sure, 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 sure. This is all one word. Okay. Cooley High Harmony. Say it one more time. Cooley High Harmony. Is it a colloquial? Like, is it a thing you say? No. Dang. Okay, I'll even give you it. Okay, okay. Something related to music. Okay, I'm taking a wild guess here. Sure. Cooley is the name of some kind of singer. And the high harmony is something that he used to do. It's like a, a, a noteworthy thing. No. Dang. Once upon a time, there was a group called Boys to Men. Oh no! <laughs> and Cooley High Harmony was the name of their first album. This is so. You just exposed me, Jeremy. I should know this. This is well, on, sad. In all fairness, the album came out. I want to say like ninety one, ninety two. Okay. So, okay. And I didn't grow up listening to it. Okay. Yeah. Fair so that's fair. Uh, Dang it, though. Um, Dang, I should. End know. of the road. You know their song. So now we come. Yeah, 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 that's from that album. That's from that album. Oh wow, been exposed. Dang, Jeremy, okay, I see you. That was a good one. Okay, um, this one's gonna you're gonna know you're gonna know what it is, but you have to explain to me what it is. Okay, go for it. This is so easy. TikTok. Oh yeah, the app that make everybody makes like the 15 second video. There's actually it's really funny. The reason I know this is primarily because I have a 16 year old daughter. Yeah. And. Yeah, all the videos that are, like, absolutely hilarious. Yeah, they're so. great. Okay, bonus points. Yeah. Name a video that you've seen before. Because that's what we do in this generation is we describe okay. videos to each other. Uh, so the video, I'm trying to think of, like, the – oh, I'll tell you one that I just saw this morning okay. or yesterday. Okay. I, mean, I mean, like, super recently. Someone was showing on, a, like, a fold-out beach chair – on the legs, how there's a little hole that you can actually stick the uh, beach oh, umbrella in. Oh, yeah, 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 And it's like, mind blown. I'm like, oh, actually, I didn't wow. know that. I did not know that. I love TikTok. Uh, there's that's one, cool. I think there's one where, yeah, I'll just go with that one. That okay, one, that's a good one. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely like DIY stuff. That's cool. Okay, uh, your turn. All right, all right. Um, Kurt Cobain. Oh, Nirvana. Okay. Okay, let me repeat okay. myself okay. here. Okay. Okay, perfect, perfect. And I'm just I'm just yeah. gonna be straight up. Yeah. Okay. I my mom, my black mother, lover, God bless her soul. See, I should have grown up with the like nineties R and B. Like I should be an expertise in that. Let me tell yeah. you what I grew up from my black okay. mother. Okay? okay, let me just sure, I'm, sure. just here we go. Dichotomy. Doesn't make any sense. Anomaly, I should say. Kurt Cobain, A C D C Led, really? Led Zeppelin, Metallica. Like okay. these, this was my that's mom's so funny. Fleetwood Mac. 
freaking like this was my that was my childhood growing up that was what the music i was exposed to so i could definitely name you yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's fair enough fair Fair enough enough. okay okay all right ready yeah i'm gonna give you a hint no no i'm not no i'm not the fault in our stars Oh, the young adult novel about the girl that's uh, got terminal cancer. Dang, sounds like a Wikipedia explanation. Uh, that was only good. because, once again, oh, my... 16-year-old daughter. I don't know if I should share this story or not. Uh, <laughs> you know what? If, if she says no, I'll edit it out in post-production <laughs> or something. There was, a, there was a day once where Kim and I, my wife Kim and I, get a phone call from our daughter. And she's sobbing hysterically. And we're Aww. like, what is wrong? And she's like... I just watched The Fault in Our Stars. <laughs> That's like, great. Oh, okay, yeah. And so she's read Iconic. the book and watched the movie. Ansel and, Elgort, man. What a, and Shane, was it Shane, Shane Woolley? What's her name? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Shailene, Shailene Woodley, I think her name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Absolutely. Great. great. Okay, right okay. There. Okay, your turn. Uh, last one. Last one for me. Yada, yada, yada. Okay, it just means like, eh, like blah, blah, blah. Yes, but where did it come from? Queen. No. Dang. Was I there even was, close? There was once a little TV show called Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No. I had no idea. Yep. Yada yada yada. That's, wow. That's the... They coined that term. Uh, if they did not coin it, it's it what made it, it popularized it made a bit. I what think, year was this? Uh, was... I mean this shoot gosh. This would have been mid nine. I mean, actually, I think I think Seinfeld started in like 88, 89, something like gotcha. that. But it ended around yeah ninety seven, ninety eight, something like that. Wow, so, yeah. that's great. That's great. I love that. Okay, this one I save for last because it's gonna okay. it's gonna trip you up. Okay, because okay. I'm gonna read the lyrics and you're gonna think it's like an older song, but it's not. Okay, go okay? for it. Woke woke up feeling like a new James Dean. I comb my hair like an old school sheen. I'm feeling high like a late night summer of last year. Yeah. Standing there with the red dress on you, a killer queen like a young Jane Fonda. Is it me or am I just having a good year? Man. Okay. Okay. Let me think. Let me think. I'll Uh, give you a hint. Okay. It's not Bruno Mars, is it? Because that sounds like. It sounds like it could be. Yeah. Because he does like like throwback style. No. I will give you a hint. It is a boy band. That's a big hint. A boy band. I don't even know like current boy bands who they are. Um, I would say that it's it's current, and it's like, not K-pop, obviously. No, so, uh, and they made like a comeback because they were not they were really popular, broke up, and then they came back together. Oh, um, uh, Jonas Brothers. Jonas Brothers. Oh yes. wow, that was. Those that lyrics was lucky. are from that the. Was a lucky guess. No, it was good. I well, I gave you a lot of hints. Yeah, um, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> From their song "Cool," off all their right. most recent album. Yeah. All right. All right. So there we go. We now realize that we know very little about decades <laughs> that we're not decorating. Yeah. Generations. Yeah. All right. Speaking of generations. Speaking of history. What are we talking about today? Today, Jeremy, we are going to talk about the history of the gospel, which I'm really excited about because you and I talked previous to this, and you shared some really insightful information with me that I think our listeners are going to. Uh, 
honestly learn a ton from and be transformed, which is the goal of this purpose of this podcast. Okay, so when you say the history of the gospel, sure. what do you mean? History of this gospel, or history of the gospel, talking about, okay, what did the gospel, because obviously the gospel had to come from somewhere, which yeah. is obviously like biblical history, and then looking how it was shaped in culture and in our nation, America, um, and how it kind of spread and the different maybe thoughts that were associated with the gospel. Because obviously it it's transformed over the years. Different things have become more prominent. Different theologies have shifted, you know, to the backside of things. More things are more important now. So giving, giving us a little perspective sure. of how we got to where we are, what the most common held beliefs are, beliefs are regarding the gospel, and maybe how some of those things need to change. Oh, okay, absolutely. So let's just start way back at the very beginning. Um, gospel meaning good news. Um, and from a Christian perspective, the gospel is just simply that Jesus Christ came to redeem and renew all of creation through his life, work, death, resurrection. And so um, that's where that's where the gospel always started. Yeah. Jesus came. He grabbed a group of people together, showed them a new way of life died to wipe out any barrier between us and God. Um, now, what happened, though, is that, and I mean, we're, going to, we're fast forwarding so, so much, but, but since this is about race, since this is about reconciliation, since this is about some of the stuff, we're going to jump straight forward into some United States history. So for, for an extremely long time, most people just understood that the gospel was as much about life here on earth as it was, what happens to you when you die? Mm. Um, well, what happened, and why we're talking about this on Mind and Matter podcast, is that roughly, gosh, during the cotton explosion okay. um, of in America, you know, so the mm -hmm. cotton gin's invented, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Everyone, everyone around the world needs cotton, um, a couple things happen, and actually, there's a bunch of history books that do a much better job of explaining this in a... Uh, there's a book called um, The Very Good Gospel by Lisa Sharon Harper, mm. who does a great job at explaining this. You should pick this up, and okay. she'll fill in all the gaps. Sure. But um, one of the things that, that, that happened was cotton is exploding. Cotton is being used everywhere. America is shipping cotton to the rest of the world. And at the same time, a law was passed saying that you can, like, you can no longer import slaves into America. Mm. And so what had to happen was slaves had to be bred from within the U.S., mm -hmm. So you needed slaves to pick cotton. You needed the value of slavery, uh, the value of an individual slave went super high and mm -hmm. increased. Um, because, you, like you said, picking cotton is a very intensive, right. labor-intensive process, etc. Yeah. Well, in the north, they're taking this cotton and manufacturing the cloth, mm -hmm. you know, all kinds of mm -hmm. other things, and then shipping it as well. So before we start to talk, like, how bad the south is, the north is... Equally mm, complicit absolutely, in this. Absolutely, absolutely. So what started to happen, though, is that you had people preaching Jesus and the gospel, and they were saying, hey, guys, slavery is wrong. Mm. You, They were also saying at the same time, working people to death in factories in the north mm. is also wrong. Neither one of these reflect the Jesus lifestyle. Wow. Neither one of these reflect the gospel. Wow. Well, you had a bunch of people who got, and like I said, I'm, I'm skipping over so much. Sure, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm making this For like. For the sake of time, yeah. yeah. You had people in the North and the South who were both like, oh, uh-uh. You can't interfere with that. Yeah, yeah, you can't interfere with the way we're making money. Wow, you can't tell wow. me I, I have to start treating these factory Changing workers things, yes. better or that I or that slavery is wrong. Okay. Because you're not just attacking, I mean, you're, you're attacking the entire way we're mm -hmm, making money here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so what happened, and this is like I said, 
very brief summary. There's a lot more details that went into it. But basically, over a 40 to 50 year period, the gospel got split in half. Okay. One group of people said, um, the gospel is all about accepting Jesus as your Savior and going to heaven when mm-hmm. you die. Okay. And try to be a good person while you do it. Okay. The other group of people said, the gospel is about restoring and renewing life here on earth. Mm. And so, yes, heaven is a part of it, but equally large to that is the is the systems and structures of wow. humanity, the way we care for each other, the way that we, we plan. And so what ended up happening is like in a divorce, right. some of the assets and things went with mom, some of the assets and things went with dad. Okay. One of the kids went with mom, one of the kids went with dad. And roughly about, you know, starting right around the, the late 1800s, early 1900s, this, this, this became two separate camps where there was a group of people that said, the gospel is Jesus, accept Jesus as your savior, go to heaven. And another group that said the gospel is care for humanity and people. Mm. Now, one of the things that happened was the accept Jesus as your savior people did a much better job of probably evangelizing people under that belief. Okay. And so what happened over the, the basically the course of the 1900s is all of the denominations that we're pretty familiar with now mm-hmm. were birthed out of that. And so what wow. happened, what, like evangelical culture came from yes, sir. Wow. this split. Um, and so you have That's people that say, wow. they grew up and grew up, and then what they were taught was, say a prayer, accept Jesus into exactly. your heart, and that is the gospel. That's the gospel. And it's like, yeah, that's part of it. Wow. But previously, before, those two pieces were connected. The social gospel people were uh, uh, did, didn't do a good, as good a job as the evangelical people about spreading their message, baptizing okay. people into this and Making stuff like disciples. that. Yeah. And so what happened over time is people started to say, oh, you're not preaching the gospel, you're preaching a social gospel. Oh. And... People who would be like in the social gospel camp would say, well, you're forgetting, you know, they'd point to all the passage. And so what people would do is they started reading their Bible. They started reading the message of Jesus. They started reading scripture through a mm-hmm. lens of which does my camp believe? Mm-hmm. And in some ways it's like, and, and not to get political or anything, but like there are certain things about the Republican Party that totally do not align with Jesus. Right. There are certain things about the Democratic Party that totally do not align with Absolutely. Jesus. And there's parts in both of them. I'd be like, yeah, OK, I can agree with that. And I can, For sure. Well, you can't say, well, I'm one or the other mm. if you're a Jesus follower because mm-hmm. none of it makes sense. In the same way, that, like there's like there was a split there. There's a split in Christian world where it's like some of the things we really need landed in one camp. Some wow. other things that we really needed landed in, in the other camp. camp. Wow. And so what ended up happening, and I'm once again, I'm painting with extremely sure. broad brush here. Absolutely, yeah. Like obviously you can find examples of uh, that person was different or this church is different or whatever. Sure. But what ended up happening is in a lot of cases, the idea of racial reconciliation or the idea of working for uh, justice for African-American or honestly mm-hmm. any any immigrant population, any mm-hmm. uh, minority, anything like that, got labeled as being part of the social justice, social gospel, and oh, separate from let's follow Jesus and make sure that we get into heaven. Got it. And so it became a, well, yeah, that's and even you even have some people that would say I agree that that's important. Yes. But it's not the gospel. It's not the gospel. Because in their mind gospel Jeez, is wow, Jeremy. Except Jesus is yes. for the forgiveness of your sins. Yes. Is secure eternity in heaven. Right. And 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 like I said if if we went back to the original before the split, the idea was like those are those are like you're not spo- Yeah, you're not other. supposed to pull them apart They're at at all. Because yeah. in in very real sense 
if I'm going to live like Jesus, well, what did Jesus do? Jesus cared for the poor. He cared mm. for the hurting. He cared for the hungry. He cared for all these things. So, like, part of it is, like, yes, when I accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior of my life, mm. I start to seek to make earth more like heaven. I mean, Jesus told us to pray. Absolutely. Your kingdom come, your will, will be, done be done on earth as it is in, in heaven. heaven. Yes. And so, in a lot of ways, a lot of people just forgot the on earth part and just focused mm. on the on heaven. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, if we're talking about, okay, how do we get here and stuff like that, that's kind of how we got how we here got in a yeah. super condensed, leaving tons of things sure. out, sure. big picture only thing. Yeah, that's great. That's how we got here. Dang, that is so, man, that brings up so many different thoughts and questions. But I kind of want to harp on what you were talking about as far as just social justice becoming more of a social gospel issue rather than integral part to the gospel Jesus preached about while he was on earth and told us to go make disciples of. So we're reading this book, Jeremy, as a staff team at our church called Roadmap to Reconciliation. And I am just honestly so stunned by 90% of what I've been reading, not because I don't believe it's true, because it is true. Like this yeah. woman goes through, I, what I love about the books so far, because we've only been a couple chapters in, is she starts off in Genesis, Yes, you know, and she goes from Genesis to the story of the Tower of Babel, which we mm -hmm. were talking about a little bit earlier, and then so on, so forth. And where I had a, where I almost had to pause, Jeremy, and almost felt like I was, for lack of a better word, being resaved or having like yeah. a new salvation experience, yeah. Yeah. is I'm reading Genesis at Tower of Babel, you know, God creating humans, God diversifying the earth, and I am, I'm like stunned because I'm like reading these books that I've been, oh, I don't know, been reading since I was like five. Like I've been yeah. a church kid my whole life. Never heard it explained that there was ethnicity and diversity and culture from the intention of creation, like the point of creation, God breathing, you know, breath into man. God's whole purpose was that there would be culture and language and different expressions of worship through different types of people. And, you know, maybe I've heard like bits and pieces of that, but it was never again, it was never an integral part of it. It was kind of like a side note. Are you familiar with the term minority report? I, I've heard of it before. I don't okay. know if I'm familiar enough okay. with it to so, explain it. Yeah. So the term Minority Report refers to like, well, I mean, actually there was a movie called Minority Report, okay. but, but, but uh, that was completely different. So it's the idea being that like, okay, like well, you sometimes hear it when, when, when like the Supreme Court makes a decision sure. and it'll be like the Supreme Court voted like six to three or, you know, uh, seven to two, five to four. And the Minority Report or the something is like, here is the people that were in the minority mm. arguing why they believe the case should have been decided mm -hmm, differently. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we have to remember is that most of the most of scripture is written from the minority viewpoint. Mm. And like we, we, we forget about this. The first five books of the Bible written by a people in captivity. Mm. You know, uh, most of the prophets um, in the Old Testament written from people who are saying, hey, what you guys are doing in majority culture doesn't agree with what wow. God says. Wow. Even the church, we have to remember, like the New Testament church, yes. are written to groups of people that are that are living counterculturally, different from everybody else. Jeez. Now, what happened historically, and what what happened in the U.S. is that most of our scriptural interpretation, or most of our ways of being taught how to read scripture sure. and what it means, comes from the dominant culture. Got it. And and, and I don't. And some and in some ways that that's a very bad thing. In some ways, it's just a thing. Okay. And so, like, hey. My understanding, like when I pick up the Bible and read it, I pick it up and read it as a white American male. Right. I can't 
help but read it that way. Sure. If I'm going to do anything else, I have to be trained to think Absolutely. about it differently. I have to do something like that. And so in a lot of ways, when I pick up a, when I pick up scripture, I'm reading it through the lens of my own experiences, mm -hmm. my own filter mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And so then if I'm going to go and tell other people what it means, part of that, my explanation just includes my own Absolutely. thoughts, processes, and turn and stuff like that. So one of the things, and this is one, one of the reasons why we think it's so important that we've got to be listening to african-american and other minority voices yes sir is that there's certain things you're just simply not going to know or understand until you can hear scripture read from somebody Jeez. else's viewpoint and experiences wow. um wow. and not and let's see, I, I don't want to make this a right or wrong thing Absolutely. i mean some cases it's clearly like yes. we have history of slave, slave bibles slave <laughs> bibles yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. where they that's like deli they deliberately pulled out stuff wow. that like they didn't want slaves to read now that's clearly wow. like a, a wrong abuse but yeah. the idea is like everyone approaches scripture everyone approaches reading the bible from the culture and from the viewpoint that Absolutely. they've grown up and know. Yes, sir. And so we, when, we, when we understand that, hey, so much of Scripture was actually written by people who were oppressed, who mm -hmm. were not dominant culture, in some ways, especially like in, in different parts of the Bible, hearing someone who's grown up in oppression makes you understand Scripture way better mm. because they have a, a stronger connection mm. to it. In some ways, like I uh, – and I think I, we, we talked about this on the previous mm -hmm, podcast mm -hmm. or the first one. I can't remember. But I, one of the things I have to remind myself over and over again, and I'll say this again and again, is that I have more in common with the Egyptians during the Old Testament. Mm. And I have more in common with the Romans during the New Testament because I come from the, way, the culture that's like, hey, if I think about this or I don't think about this, my life goes on the same. Wow. If you were an Egyptian, whether or not you cared about the Hebrew slaves – didn't really matter. Your yeah. life would be the same. If yeah. you chose to care, it would make things different. But if yeah. you chose not to care, your life could go on. Yeah. When I when I have to understand the United States as a as a white male person, if I choose to care about racial justice, that's going to change the way I live. Mm -hmm. If I choose not to care, though, it doesn't really affect mm -hmm. my day to day life. And so when we engage in these things, we're having to, we're engaging in it the same way that someone maybe in Rome would have had to engage the yeah. scriptures. Like, okay, wait a second. There's this Jesus guy, and if I take him seriously, it's going to change the way I live. It's going to change the way I treat people. Do I want to change that, or is it easier for me to just do nothing at all yeah. and set it aside? Yeah. And so going back to uh, the original point, the gospel and reading scripture and some of the stuff that you're talking about like in this book, we gain so much from it understanding that it's from the minority viewpoint wow. in a lot of cases. Wow. In a lot of cases. Yeah. And so with that being said, and you said it already, like you mm. have to make this choice to care. Yeah. You have to make this choice to care that, okay, the gospel is written by minority voice, voices and that I already, and we all have this, whether mm. you're black, Asian, Mexican, white, you come into the Bible reading it from your own biases, your own you know world schemas, yeah. your own perspectives, yeah, absolutely. right? Absolutely. And so we all have to challenge ourselves one point or another from our Americanism, our nationalism, whatever. Like we have to take that and really adjust ourselves to scripture and the orientation that scripture is trying to speak to us. So my thing is, okay, we asked this question last week, Jeremy, last last time we recorded, why should we care? Why should we care about racial injustice? Why should we care about everything that's going on in culture right now? And so I kind of want to tie everything we're talking about, you know, the gospel, the history of it, how it kind of split two different ways. And now we have this social gospel on one end and this very evangelical thing on the other side. And I almost see in culture, Jeremy, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I almost seeing this kind of re-merging again, where like culture now, whether it's Christian culture or just people in general are crying out 
for a social revolution where things are kind of like restored we're coming back to like this idea that we have to take care of each other take care of people and i think what i'm seeing a lack of and maybe and i, I you know i want to talk about different things that we can do to be more aware of it but we're, we're seeing a lack in a lot of places in the church being on the forefront of that conversation jeremy i see a ton of people on my social media who are not christians um, who are like caring so much about what's going on in culture right now. They're out there protesting, yeah. signing yeah. petitions, you know, posting about, you know, what's going on in America and other parts of the world. And they're hurting, they're lamenting, they're broken, they're angry. And I see that happening in some places in the church. I'm not, you know, just like saying, oh, screw the church, we're not doing anything. But my thing is, man, there's a lot of genuine people with good hearts that are just trying to make the gospel connection, Jeremy. They're just yeah. trying to make the connection from okay, I see this social revolution happening. We are in a historical moment. I recognize that. I realize that racism is real. Mm -hmm. I might even play a part in it. Some of mm -hmm. us are saying like, man, I'm going to have to readjust my life, right? And so my thing is, can we connect the bigger picture here of like, okay, God's heart, God's view of everything going on, taking it from the Bible, applying it to what we're seeing in culture right now and almost developing this new biblical schema of how we're going to see, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. Bible playing out in our culture today and looking at different passages. We, we were talking about a couple earlier, like Amos 5, looking at passages in scripture that inform us how to embrace and engage sure. the cultural moment. So one, okay, so one of the things we have to understand is like, why is the church not the leading edge right. forefront of this? Right. And not when I say church, I'm talking about big capital C right. church. Like obviously there are individual churches sure. doing stuff like, but why overall is this not happening? And it goes back again, once again, to the uh, the split that I talked mm -hmm. about. We have to remember, we have now over basically 100 years of indoctrination in our churches Jeez. about believing that the gospel is only accept Jesus, go to heaven wow. when you die. Wow. And so so for, for a lot of people, they think not that racism is not important, not that social, ju social justice issues aren't important, but they think it's either peripheral or in addition mm -hmm. to. And so like what we have to recapture is like, no. This is part of, of the, the gospel. gospel. Like yeah. we have to, like one of the, and not to get all church nerdy, sure. whatever. One of the early heresies in the church was this idea of Gnosticism mm. um, where, and we can dive into it more, but basically the idea that the soul is separate and different from the body yes. Yes. and like spiritual things are more important than physical things. Right. And in, in a lot of ways, a lot of people in the church believe that right now. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, the, like the, the, the the world doesn't matter. It's all going to burn one day. Exactly. Yeah. And so like yes. what, what's truly what's wow. important is spiritual. But we forget is like, no, no, like God created the physical. Mm. Jesus was a physical human, human being. Yeah. When Jesus was resurrected, he didn't come back as a spirit. He came back as a flesh and blood human. Yes. Obviously, there's some things in there where it's like, wow, he upgraded superhuman. But, you know, sure. like whatever. Sure. In the same way, like we have to understand like part of the gospel is is recapturing and we're, or like for our current moment. For our current time and culture, one of the things that we're going to have to do is recapture the idea that the physical matters, mm. that this world matters, that it is as much a like it is spiritual to care about these Jeez. things. It's wow. not. It's not just a. It's not just a bonus feature or an sure. added thing. It's like no, like as a Jesus follower, um, as a Jesus follower, you're going to have to engage. Now, now here's and it, let me let me preface this. Sure. You can care about a billion different issues that mm -hmm. are all justice issues. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that as a Jesus follower, you have to, you have to care about racial reconciliation. Sure. 
I mean, I think if you live in the United States, it's got to be on your plate because of just where we are. Absolutely. But if you're like, hey, if you're spending all your time working on issues of homelessness mm-hmm. or issues of like sex trafficking or issues Absolutely. of, you know, like inequality in education, which actually racial issues will come to play. That's sure. like in some way, shape or form, where is God calling you to make to restore earth to the very That's good creation? Good, and so that is gospel work wow. in the same way that me telling you about how Jesus loves you and cares for you and has a place for you in heaven is part of the gospel. Bringing glimpses of that here on earth is also part of the gospel. Wow. Those are not separate things. They're, uh, Matt, or one of the guys that we work with, um, I don't know who, he, he, he credits somebody, I can't remember. But he always talks about like, these are the two wings of an airplane. Hmm. You don't ask which wing of the airplane it's is more important. important. It's like, if, if it's missing a wing, it's crashing. Wow, wow. And what we see, so, and so get back to your question, the reason the church is having such a hard time with this is that it's trying to fly with one wing. Mm-hmm. It's and, and so you need Jeez. both You need both wings to get up there. Wow. And so as the church understands this, recaptures this, and lives this out, we will, and we will once again move into an area of like, and the thing is like, we kind of have to because um, in the book that we're talking about, Roadmap to Reconciliation uh, by Brenda Salter McNeil, she talks about how reconciliation is a spiritual process. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. The world can do a lot of really good things. Right. And, and the church may or may not get to participate. Absolutely. But there's a spiritual aspect to this, and there's a spiritual dynamic to this that only the church can really provide. Yes, sir. Uh, we can talk about this. Like, you can get two groups of people to not fight, mm-hmm. to not hate each other. But true reconciliation, she talks about, is going to require a spiritual component and where the church has to lead the way. Or God might just raise up people from outside the church and say, hey, like, these people will do it and I'll, you know, pour my spirit into them or whatever. But, like, there's an opportunity for us here to really um, lead the way. And and not to get get too far off on a tangent, but in some ways, like, this is what the world is hungry for. Exactly. We have a solution. Yes. So let's go. The bridge is there. Like, we are the connection point between what, like, true social change yeah bringing in holy spirit power like we're the answer to the like the problem that we're seeing and what we so often do jeremy and i think you explained it so well the history of it makes sense it's just not a part of our doctrine and now we're like almost like we're in kind of like these like for lack of a better word apocalyptic realities where it's like god's like revealing and showing us like hey this really matters. Like when you say apocalyptic, tell me what sure. you mean. Sure. So for like me, into the world or yeah, like, okay, yeah, hey, apocalyptic. Yeah. I'm thinking of the actual word in scripture when that's used, meaning revelation. Okay. Yeah. Like the Lord's like pulling off the the veil for the blinders. Yeah, yes, yeah. the blinders, and yeah. he's like, hey. This matters. Like, you yeah. guys have to address this. You can't keep saying that, oh, you know, I'm just going to come back and fix it one day, which is absolutely true. Biblical hope, yes, yeah. all things will be made new. And but the both and mentality, yes. that's the reality. And we're going to bring that reality here and now. And that's the tension we live in as Christians. And I think so often it's so hard for us to embrace that tension simply because we were never taught that it was important. Like what you said, right. the history yeah. of the gospel shows it, that we were just not taught in our modern thinking and modern, as far as like Christian modern thinking, that, hey, justice, social justice, all of these things that we're, you know, we're seeing the world so desperately, like you said, hungering for, which is not something made a priority, a prominent thing being taught from well, the Well, in, in, in reality too, like, let's just be completely honest. It's way easier to tell people, pray a prayer, mm-hmm. accept Jesus into your Absolutely. heart. Absolutely. Try not to do anything too bad, right. and then when you go into heaven, die. die that yeah. is way easier to convince people of than to say, hey, mm-hmm. like, there's a God who loves you. 
and we're going to spend the rest of our lives actively working to make this world sure. more like heaven. Yeah. Which means I'm going to have to think through the way I spend my money, which means I'm going to have to think through the way I spend my time, which means I'm going to have to think through like where I choose to live, how I choose to interact with people. Like in some ways, if the social gospel, quote unquote, leaves out Jesus and salvation, the evangelical gospel leaves out any responsibility to do anything mm, personally. Wow. And so it's like both of them allow you to be lazy in different areas. Different areas, yeah. And so like I, I get why we got to the point where we are because Absolutely. it's easy. I can say, hey, I accept Jesus and not care about my neighbors really. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, obviously I'm not going to kick someone when they're down. Right. But I don't have to do anything to help them up either. Right, right. I can just be like, well, you know, yeah. say, accept Jesus and God will fix exactly. it for you. Exactly, so. yeah. Like we said at the beginning, we've split this podcast into two episodes. So this is the end of the first part of our conversation. And in our next podcast, we'll pick up here with part two. Thanks for listening. Could have been me.